Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So anybody who spins lies and threatens and all that theater that goes on with some of the investigations and the congressional committees and the Rand Pauls and all that other nonsense, that's noise, Margaret. That's noise. I know what my job is. Senator Cruz told the Attorney General you should be prosecuted. Yeah. <laughs> I have to laugh at that. <laughs> I should be prosecuted. What happened on January 6th, Senator? Yeah. I, I found that confusing. I watched that interview. So Dr. Fauci on Face the Nation for like most of the hour, like a good Ugh. 45 minutes. And uh, Margaret, what do they hate their viewers? What's Margaret's last name? Brennan? Brennan. Uh, she's a good journalist, and like when she's grilling somebody, she's really good at it. She did not grill Dr. Fauci. So for some reason, maybe because he gave him access, I don't know, he seems to be accessible to anybody, they yeah, let him, everywhere. they let Dr. Fauci go on for 45 minutes without really challenging him on the whole supporting gain-of-function research, when did you know this, when did you know that, um, what about the animal abuse story that came out? And let him say crap like, Senator Cruz ought to be in prison for January 6th. What does Senator Cruz got? To, what are you talking about? You're like a virus scientist, aren't you? What the hell are you talking about? So anybody <laughs> questioning him on any level, he, he turns it into, uh, what about January 6th, all right? What about funding gain-of-function research? Hello? Eh, I'm not taking any more questions. So, uh, you know, we need to get into the whole Omicron variant and the reaction to it. New York. Oh, my Lord. New York. The state has lost its mind. But uh, as long as we're rousting old man Fauci or roasting old man Fauci, I just I just missed it there. Listen to this, would you? If you haven't heard this clip number 45, Michael, this is the moment when a man's ego becomes totally out of control. There are a lot of Republican senators uh, taking aim at this. I mean, that's okay. I'm just going to do my job. And I'm going to be saving lives, and they're going to be lying. Anybody who's looking at this carefully realizes that there's a distinct anti-science flavor to this. So if they get up and criticize science, nobody's going to know what they're talking about. But if they get up and really aim their bullets at Tony Fauci, well, people could recognize there's a person there. So it's easy to criticize. But they're really criticizing science because I represent science. That's dangerous. Yeah, everybody's getting uh, excited about that last phrase, I am science, and it's something to get excited about. It's a hell of a thing to say. But all the rest of it is astounding, too. I'm going to be saving lives, and they're going to be telling lies. Oh, really? So that's there's no middle ground there? Everything you've said has been straight up. Everything from masks are useless because you didn't think we could handle the truth of masks or lying about what herd immunity is and then admitting that I tell white lies because people aren't quite ready for the truth. So you got that whole angle. And then the whole gain of function thing that Rand Paul is right about. He is right about that. Read about it in the Atlantic. Or you don't have to you don't have to take a, you know, Republican Rand Paul's. Uh, a version of it if you if you think it's you know a political thing there are plenty of people writing about this dr fauci has but the idea that they're i'm saving lives and they're lying 
Whoa, that's crossing a line. Yeah, I know. I mean, having admitted, yes, I manipulate you sheep when it's necessary. And then anybody who says uh, stands up and says, hey, I think you're manipulating us like sheep. He says, I am science. They're really <laughs> criticizing science. Because I represent science. Oh, do you? All right. I represent the lollipop guild. All right. <laughs> Put that in your pipe and smoke it. But I represent science. All I right. think it's more hubristic to say, I'm saving lives and they're lying. Agreed. Wow. What a statement to make. And then for a scientist to act like science is one thing. It's like you put everything in a machine, you press a button, and you get the answer. And that's and science. everybody agrees. Science is one thing. Every single scientist, every lab tech on Earth always agrees. And that's obviously not the case at all with yeah. science. I represent science. Not to mention. Well, yeah, it's not true about science. It's not even close to true. But even if it were at the nexus of science and economics, and children's emotional health, and and the economy, and just in and, and a hundred other factors that that go into making our country, our culture, that 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 uh, yield the lives we live. At that point, there's nothing within a million miles of one hundred percent consensus, and and it's dangerous and and it's crazy. I mean, it's like seriously crazy to put a viral scientist in charge of all those questions. Who would do that? Nobody would, except for, like, the state of New York, for instance. I'm saving lives while they are lying. They. So who's they? Everyone that ever, any anybody that questions you about anything, they're lying while I'm saving lives. I represent science. So admirable. You who I, you who it would certainly seem is a believer in this gain-of-function research. Well, it turns out that the world can't keep these viruses that you make. In a lab. And it kills millions of people and costs trillions of dollars. Come on, dude. If I'd done it, I'd be covering up as hard as I could. Just like old man Fauci. Speaking of uh, Fauci, one more note, and then I want to talk about New York a little bit. But uh, Admiral Brett Girard, who was the uh, Assistant Secretary of Health under Trump. I can't remember his precise title. But uh, anyway, you saw him on TV a fair amount. Uh, In clip number 35, he does comment on Fauci's uh, statement. I think the ego is really expanding beyond what what I saw. Look, Tony was a good colleague when I work with him, but he's become much more political. And it is a fact that the NIH, his institute, funded gain-of-function research. Um, That's a fact. It's not a rumor. It's not a lie by anyone in in the Senate. So why do you say that's a problem? Um, You know, I think he needs to stick to the... Uh, area where he's uh, most uh, knowledgeable, and that is about vaccine development. He's not knowledgeable about liberty and rights or about public health measures. If he sticks to his firm ground, he'll be a good resource for the country. That's a pretty diplomatic statement right there. I represent science. Okay. All right. Well, we're not taking appointments today. Leave your card. We'll call you if we need you. Oh, jeez. So one thing I want to address, um, because this has been, I mean, there's so many aspects of the overreaction to COVID. And, and we're not like weirdo deniers around here. It's killed millions of people around the world. It's a respiratory disease that's that's more or less harmless for most people, but it kills a small percentage of people. And virtually everybody on Earth is going to get it. And if you multiply a small percentage by 8 billion people, you're going to have a horrific death toll. That's the COVID story. 
Anyway, having said that, the idea that we can control it, the American and indeed the government impulse to take control, we can control this, is just misplaced with COVID. Everybody's either going to get it or, or be fully immunized, and, and it won't matter if they get it, or they'll probably get it anyway, like Jack did. Um, but we've done so much damage and overreaction. New York State, it's a blue state, and for whatever reason, blue states do this the, the most egregiously. They've gone nuts over this Omicron variant, which, as far as we can tell, and, and we don't know yet, there's no, uh, I'll say this, there's no solid indicator that it's any worse than anything else. Spreads really easily. Uh, in South Africa, they think it may be milder than other variants. But anyway, the state of New York, uh, by order of the governor, uh, there's your first uh, WTH right there. The governor has ordered the cancellation of all elective surgeries. The governor gets to decide whether or not I get this treatment or that? The governor. Right. And the admiral, who we're just talking to, addresses that uh, authoritatively in a couple of clips. I, a private citizen and a private company in the hospital, quite possibly, can't do business together because the government official said no. Correct. Because of something. 32. But I think the consensus and what I believe is this will be endemic, meaning all the people who say we have to go to zero and keep people locked down and, God forbid, cancel elective surgeries, uh, they're just wrong. Uh, Okay, Uh, go ahead with 33. There is going to be a baseline level where there are new variants that arise, but we have multiple tools and we're going to have to learn how to use them. So it will be endemic. Just set your expectations. We need to we need to keep our economy we need to stop you know keeping our kids out of school uh we need to get people back to work get people out of depression and all the things they've gone through we can live with this and we're going to have to it's going to be here as a part of our existence at a much lower level because of the tools but don't expect it to go to zero if we think it's going to go to zero uh you know it's going to cause disappointment and disruption in our society and here's the one i really wanted to get to 34 it's just terrible. There are only 2,200 people in, in New York State with COVID in hospitals, and they have 60,000 hospital beds, but they're going to cancel surgery for, you know, heart disease. That is elective unless you're having a heart attack. You know, uh, back surgery, knee surgery, things that cause pain. I, I have no idea why this overaction is occurring, and I can guarantee it's going to cause more harm. 2,200 yeah. out of 65,000? That's insane. That is absolutely insane. I didn't know to the other day until most cancer treatment is considered elective. Yeah, that's right. What? If, if it's not emergency, it's elective. Elective sounds like, you know, you get in a boob job or, right. or you know, a, a chin lift or something like that. No, it's <laughs> or a boob it's, lift or a chin job. Right. It's uh, have you ever had a chin job? It's Raising their bucks. prices on prescription jugs. All right, Mr. President. <laughs> so anyway, this is a serious topic. And I'll think I'll thank how, you two clowns. How? How what? do how does our computer work that like sometimes we're on a topic for like five <laughs> minutes and you can't find the sound clip? Then out of nowhere, <laughs> we make a pun about something related to breasts and you and have not that, a good one and not a good one and you have that handy. I mean, how does that work? All right, all right, all <laughs> just, right. The two of you, listen to me. So, <laughs> if it's not an emergency, it's elective. 
heart surgery, cancer surgery, joint replacements, people in terrible, terrible pain, situations that will get far worse if they're not addressed in the next few weeks. That's elective surgeries. And the idea that the governor would cancel that, I mean, that is truly oppression. There are some things that my friends on the right overreact to a little bit, even though I'm a libertarian, First Amendment extremist weirdo. But this is actually oppressive. It's denying you needed medical care on no solid basis. This is crazy. There ought to be marches in the streets. Yeah, the overreaction nationwide over this whole running out of hospital beds. I'd like, uh, when this is finally over, if it's over, over, maybe now is a good time, to, to look at all the instances where they canceled uh, various procedures because they're worried of running out of hospital beds. How many times did that ever happen anywhere in the country? where they actually ran out of hospital beds. I don't think it happened very often. I think they overcorrected way too far the other direction. Right, right. And every time it did happen, and and it was a hell of a crisis when it did, but every time it happened, every man, woman, and child in America heard about it 37 times. Yeah. So you got... Which, you know, obviously made the perception of danger out of proportion. So now you got 2,000 cases with 65,000 hospital beds, and you cancel everything else. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, anyway... I can't believe that we're still dealing with this almost two years in. The first case was found in January two years ago. And we're still making such panicked, unwise yeah. decisions. It's shocking. Uh, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Billboard magazine, which at least used to be the biggest thing in all of uh, music, uh, they just released their top ten greatest acts of all time. I'll have that list for you at the end of this segment. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I watched the first uh, chunk of that Beatles documentary thing last night. I could talk about that. I don't know if anybody wants to hear it, but I could talk about it. Also, Canada has <laughs> tapped its strategic reserves. We'll tell you of what coming up. Also, from the Babylon Bee, top eight reasons you absolutely don't need a gun. It's fabulous. You hear it? If you don't have a gun, you're going to run out and buy one. Wow. Interesting. So stay with us. Uh, a couple of technology notes from me. Um, electronics are not selling as well this year as they have in years past, but they think it's because mostly... Uh, being shut down for a couple of years, people really went on electronics buying binge for the most part because people were stuck at home. I know my kids still love it. But two different things that I've come across. I uh, regularly call myself a Luddite. That's people that eschew technology. The Luddites actually were m- more concerned with starving to death than hating technology. Um, it was back in London... Um, uh, industrial revolution time, and they thought that machines were going to take their jobs and they were going to starve. So that's why they were smashing machines. It wasn't just that they hated technology, but it's come to mean people that don't like new technology stuff. That's what it kind of means in the modern world. And uh, I generally don't like new technology stuff, but there's two things I got to admit that are just the better that I've come across. And I don't know if you've had this experience or not. One, um, I got an Apple Watch over the weekend. I'd been uh, hanging on to my old analog regular hands with a second-hand watch. It's mm-hmm. just freaking better. It's just it's just better on every level. What do you There's like about it? The perfectly accurate time, temperature, alarms, texts, just 
so many things it can do really, really well. It just there's there's no reason other than being stuck with the past and married to it for no for no for no logical reason to not move that direction. And I feel the same way about I've been staying away from and hating the idea of self-driving cars. But my Tesla, my Tesla doesn't have the full self-drive, but it's the first vehicle I've had that's got the uh, the um, uh, auto assist for uh, for speed. And I'd never driven a car like that. It's just better. I mean, I don't know if you're out on a country road that there'd be an advantage, but in traffic, I just I don't have to do anything. Mm. It slows me. It slows you down to a stop. It keeps you a four car lengths back. It slows it slows down, speeds up. You don't have to do anything but steer. And if I get the newer Tesla, I wouldn't even have to do that. It's just better. I, I don't want it to be better, but it just is. Hmm. Well, this is a shocking revelation from you, the anti self driving car activist. Yeah. Sometimes you got to try stuff, I guess, to figure that out. I remember when I mocked our news girl for texting the first time. I ever thought, why would anybody ever want to do that? And hey, you're building you a bit of a resume. <laughs> <laughs> Of not being right about technological advances? Yeah, call it whatever you I'm want. in fog. I can't see anything. My car's slowing down because it can see the car in front of me. Oh. I mean, that's just... Wow. How's Fantastic. that not better? Yeah. yeah, it's better. I like it. I love it. Oh, uh, I mentioned... The only thing, the, the only hesitation I have about the Apple Watch, because like you, I'm a fan of Apple products. I own several, and, and I get it, is I just don't want to be more aware of all the inputs. I get I that. I want to be less aware. I get that. I, I don't can... have little kids either. Yeah. Um, I'll get to those top 10 greatest musical artists of all time. we got to talk about what China's up to. And, hey, if there's somebody you love who would really be amused by some A&G swag in their stocking, uh, order as soon as you can so it gets there in time. I mean, we got our Let's Go Brandon t-shirts so popular they're being bootlegged. What? we got mugs, <laughs> armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. Day of all Cyber Monday, uh, also known as every company you ever bought anything from, sent you 11 emails day. Uh, so good to hear from linens and things. It's been so long. I got aggressive for Cyber Monday this year. I drove down to the port of Los Angeles. I lined up outside a container ship. I was like, hey, let's go. You know, no kidding. I'd forgotten that somebody said years ago they make Cyber Monday unsubscribe Monday when they unsubscribe to everything. And that that's a good idea because he's right. The linen and things you get an email and you think, oh, yeah, I bought something from them seven years ago. And they just keep swiping a every day, day after day, swiping all their emails. Yeah. Instead of unsubscribing. So front page New York Times Sunday morning story was all about Iran and Israel and how they've been going at each other in a cyber war. And even if you're not interested particularly in Middle Eastern battles, when is this going to come to the United States, this sort of thing? It will someday. Tick, 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 tick soon. (laughs) Whether China does it or whoever. Israel and Iran broadened cyber war to attack civilian targets. Iranians couldn't buy gas, and Israelis found their intimate dating details posted online. That's what it has been just in the last couple of weeks. In recent weeks, a cyber attack on Iran's nationwide fuel distribution system paralyzed the country's 4,300 gas stations, which took 12 days to get restored. Israel was able to shut down all the gas stations in the whole country, wow, for a week and a half. 
Wow. In Iran. Imagine if China did that to the United States. Oy. Or even a state, let well, alone the whole country. Uh, is that... That's okay. Yeah, I... I find myself wondering, and then, of course, Iran retaliates by outing all the gay yeah. people in Israel. I got all the info on that, but yeah. Right, but I'm not sure what they're accomplishing other than ratcheting up tensions, but I'll let you go on. Uh, the attack was attributed to Israel by U.S. defense officials who spoke on condition of anonymity to the New York Times, followed days later by cyber attacks in Israel against a major medical facility and a popular LGBTQ dating site um, that uh, they're attributing to Iran. So no one died in these attacks, says the New York Times, but if the goal is to create chaos, anger, and emotional distress on a large scale, they succeeded wildly. Uh, They talked to a whole bunch of people that uh, worked in Iran and had to take days off work because you just didn't have gas. You had to stay in line for two days to get gas so that you could just get across town to do your job. Uh, What about my basic human needs? That's some pretty disruptive behavior right there. On the other side, the attack on uh, Israel about their big gay dating site, uh, they interview this one guy, uh, Benny Kovdi, age 52. He's an editor at an Israeli radio station. Good morning, dear. (laughs) How are things in the cradle of civilization, dear? Uh, he'd been openly gay for years, but the hack on the Israeli dating site threatened to expose thousands of Israelis who had not come out publicly about their sexual orientation. And the site also collected embarrassing information about users' sexual habits, as well as explicit photos. Pic- picture Tinder. I've never been on Tinder, but from what I've read about it and heard about it, people exchange photos and all kinds of likes and wants. All that information just being put out there in a hack by the Chinese. Everything. So you just all of a sudden, there's a website, and this is really interesting. So Iran, they suspect, Iran hits this site, gets all that information. So you got an information about, you know, your coworker who's three cubicles down, and you now it's now posted on a website. What kind of sex they like, maybe a picture of them a little bit naked. You got a picture of them engaging in an unspeakable act, wearing a like a dog costume or something like that. So Israel would quickly close down these sites. But Iran would quickly open up a new one with that information on it again, and they just couldn't keep up with them. Wow. So Iran kept making new websites with all that information available. And obviously, human nature being what it is, people you know, are kind of into searching names and seeing if they can find out things about <laughs> friends, family member, husbands, wives, whatever. Oy. Oy, no, 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 not good. Uh, back to the other side of it, a 39-year-old taxi driver with the national taxi company in Tehran, Iran, who uh, didn't want his last name to be used out of fear for his security, because when you're in a country like Iran or China, you're always worried about your own government doing something to you, said he lost a day and a half of work waiting in gas lines that snaked for miles. Every day you wake up in this country and you have a new problem, he said. It isn't our fault our governments are enemies. It's already hard enough for us to try to live without this. The cyber attack appeared aimed at generating another wave of anti-government unrest in Iran. Ah, now that I get. And I guess Iran is just retaliating to prove that, oh, yeah, we can mess with you, too. Maybe you ought to be careful. Yeah, I think it's a think twice before you do this again. Yeah. Gas pumps suddenly stopped working, and a digital message... Hold on, I'm going to sneeze. Yeah, oh. I hope it's not the COVID. It's it's the Omicron. Ah! Oh, it's the well, Omicron. Oh, now everybody's got it's it. It's clearly oh, the Omicron. God. Oh, no. I just sneezed Omicron all over everyone. So imagine this happening in the United States. Gas pumps suddenly stopped working, and a digital message directed customers to complain to the government. In this case, Iran's <laughs> supreme leader, Ayatollah Khomeini, 
displaying the phone number of his office. Wow. See, My favorite thing in the world was when, is when somebody hacks those highway signs and puts up <laughs> funny messages. So I appreciate this aspect of it. Some good trolling well, there. They did that, too. The hackers took control of billboards in cities like Tehran and another town I can't pronounce, replacing ads... That had that had other messages on there with Khomeini. Where is my gasoline? Wow! All this happened well, at one time. Fomenting discord. Yeah. Wow. Um, gas station manager said the pumps just started stopped working at eleven a.m. I've never seen anything like this. Rumors spread that the government had engineered the crisis to raise fuel prices. Um, taxi companies, truckers, everybody just stopped. Uh, again, it took 12 days to get the 4,000-some national pumps going again. Uh, how about the, you go to the pump, no gas comes out, but the little digital thing there says, you know, call this number and complain to your government. Yeah. That's wild. That is wild. That's it, what it, we might have coming our way at some point. Wow. Yeah, but um, yeah, it'll be something different. I think the 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 capabilities displayed obviously are the important part more than the specifics because you'd use different tools against America. But um, I'm thinking what the Israelis' next step will be, you know, because uh, just fomenting discord is is good enough, I suppose. If you have a semi shaky government, I think the big thing in the United States is if 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 you were going to do anything else, you shut down our cell phones. I just I can't imagine the panic that there would be. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, people couldn't communicate. By the Cell way, networks, the, uh, yeah. the the reverse, when Iran attacked Israel, all this happened like in two weeks ago, um, and that adult dating site, the site contained not only names and addresses, but also our sexual preferences, who's HIV positive, who uses prophylactics or does not, all kinds of videos and pictures that people had sent to each other as part of the whole dating thing. Wow. I mean, that would be... If if you knew you're on that site, you'd have been immediately trying to figure out, hey, did they put my stuff up too and my picture? I hope they didn't pick the one where I was. Well, <laughs> I am uh, happy that maybe I'm missing out on all the fun in life, but I'm happy I know for a fact there are no pictures or videos of me about sex in any manner. They do right. not exist on planet Earth. Right. I know that. But if you're under the age of, what would you say, 40? It's almost guaranteed that you've got something out there because well, I guess say, it's pretty uh, common for a lot of people. Sure, yeah, yeah. Ignore that blinking light in the ceiling. Mm. Well, I don't mean that sort of thing. It's just from what I understand, people uh, in dating relationships trade this sort of thing. It's very, very common. We need to talk about Canada tapping into their national strategic reserves. Of maple syrup what? coming up in a moment or two. That's hilarious. Uh, qu- quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security. I tell you what, you got this uh, garage in, in San Francisco broken into nine times in two days. They know it because they have a security system. They ought to have Simply Safe. They did, did not have dollar stuff stolen. Um, Simply Safe Home Security, everything you need to make your home safe, indoor and outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors, all monitored around the clock by trained pros who send help the instant you need it. And right now, because you know us, 40% off. Yeah, I always worry that when we mention the price, then people think, oh, okay, so this is like kind of a kind of a security system. No, you can get a complete home security system starting at just over $100. But U.S. News & World Report named Simply Safe the best home security system of 2021, so it's great. 
No long-term contracts or commitments. Really easy way to start feeling a bit more peace of mind. Your home, your workshop, your business, whatever. Take advantage of Simply Safe's holiday deals. Get 40% off. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. 40% off. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. I got to get to that list of the 10 best musical acts of all time, according to Billboard magazine. Also, social media is not happy with the White House Christmas decorations. Like, Thanks, Twitter. I like it when people say things like that in that tone. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> Petroleum stockpiles are not the only strategic reserves being tapped this season. I made concerns of supply shortages and sky-high prices. The, before, before you get into the fun part, yes? the uh, Biden releasing oil from our reserves. Yes. Have you heard anybody say anything other than that a gesture that will have negligible effect? No, no. They, so that's they what don't it is. analyze it at all on lefty channels. They just say that he's done it because if they did analyze it, they'd say, yeah, it's, it's a practically a meaningless gesture. Okay. Yeah. So the Canadian Federation that control, uh, controls close, hmm, maybe, maybe with English words, Joe, the Canadian Federation that controls close to three quarters of the world's maple syrup production, uh, syrup pack. Three name. quarters of the world's syrup comes out of Canada? World's maple syrup, real maple syrup, not right. that corn syrup garbage. No, 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 I buy the real maple syrup. Ever Good since, man. Actually, ever since I made a trip to Canada, they got like maple syrup bars, if you've never been there. Uh, they've got like maple syrup bars, like you have wine bars with tastings and stuff like that. Really? Ever since, oh yeah, wow. freaking fantastic. Wow. And um, ever since then, I've been a... 100% maple syrup person. It's more expensive, and you got to keep it in the fridge because it can go bad. Whereas that <laughs> made-up syrup log cabin stuff, well, yeah. you could keep that out on the counter for the next 10 years. Sure, going back your and grandchildren forth, will eat it if you don't finish Going it. back and forth between the hot sun and the cold, and it would still be the same. It's like a McDonald's milkshake. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, they are going to release about 50 million pounds of maple syrup from their emergency stockpile. Apparently, they have an emergency stockpile to keep Quebec's liquid gold flowing to breakfast tables worldwide. They're blaming a uh, shorter and warmer spring sugaring season. Um, oh, meanwhile, uh, and this is the part that I really like, uh, demand surged during COVID because people were staying home and eating pancakes. <laughs> God, we had pancakes the other night, and every time I put on real maple syrup, I think this is worth the price. It's a yeah. whole different thing. I didn't know that practically all of the world's maple syrup came from Canada. There just aren't maple trees in other parts of the world, I guess. Not enough. Three quarters comes from Quebec. Hmm. Quebec. I'll be damned. Where they speak French. You learn something every day. Mm. Top ten uh, musical artists, yeah. you say. I can hit that among others. I watched the uh, the big Beatles thing last I'll night. I'll ask you about that. I got a couple of comments. Okay. I don't know how much anybody wants to hear. That's a pretty good question right there. I mean, it's some really good analysis of that. Does anybody want any analysis of it, is my question. Does anybody want to hear another word about the freaking Beatles? I don't know. I don't have a sense of this. Um, and our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. I was mentioned a little earlier that I um, have reluctantly decided, you know, the whole self-driving car, at least as much as I've got on my Tesla, 
It's pretty freaking great. I don't want it to be, but it's pretty freaking freaking great. And I said uh, the Apple Watch. I got a really nice regular analog watch that I love, and I'll never stop wearing. But this is better. It's just better. It it's just better. And uh, Tim Sandifer, uh, listening right now, Tim the lawyer, who we're big fans of, uh, he sent me a picture of his wristwatch on his car steering wheel as he must be in traffic, and he texted from my cold dead wrist. <laughs> Yes. Apparently he's staying with yes. the analog Jack watch. has traded hundreds of years old careful Swiss technology for Chinese communists. Yeah, I'm not going to stop in, in a factory. I'm going to wear one on each wrist. I'm going to wear my Apple Watch on my right wrist and my other watch. I, I just I can't let go of the other one. But I can't not admit that this is just better. Um, so Billboard magazine, if you're not in radio, do you still know who Billboard is? I don't know. Barely. Um, but it's it, it's been the Bible of... Top 10 lists, the top 100 list every week of my entire life for decades. Yeah, if you've ever heard the expression, the number one record, it's Billboard. Yeah, they're the ones that determined that. Billboard just released their 10 greatest all-time artists. I'll count them up from 10 to 1. You're not going to agree with all these. Number 10, Rihanna. That's popularity contest. But of As the, I used but, to say in third grade student council lectures. Of all time, is Rihanna going to make a mark that so many other acts you could... Anyway. I don't want to get hung up on all that. Number nine, Whitney Houston. Number eight, Michael Jackson. Number seven, Janet Jackson. That's where everybody started, stopped. You have Janet Jackson ahead of Michael Jackson on the all-time greatest artist lists. Well, that's I'm, just bull. I don't believe it. I'm afraid that's hard to... She rode my coattails. Number six, Stevie her, Wonder. By the way, her boobs aren't real. <laughs> number five, Mariah Carey. My kids are fascinated with Michael Jackson and his whole story. Yeah. Because they like his music and they've seen the pictures like on the album cover on my phone and stuff like that. And why does he look like that there and like that there? And yeah, Good question. Because <laughs> his dad abused him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number five, Mariah Carey. Number four, Elvis Presley. Hmm. Number three, Elton John. Num- Elton. <laughs> number two, Madonna. Hmm. And number one to lead us into Joe's review of the new Disney special. Uh, the Beatles yeah. are number one. Yeah, the Peter Jackson uh, multi-part documentary about the Beatles. You know, I could bore you to death because I've been a huge Beatles fan since I was a tiny little kid. I know English th- band. Yes, they were Brits indeed. Uh, I know the music intimately, and uh, and I've been a part of a number of bands, including that wrote our own music and recorded albums and stuff like that. And so, the greatest band of all time and their function and dysfunction has always been of interest to me. quartet, if I remember correctly. Indeed, yes, uh, John, Paul, Harry, and Bilbo, I believe. Um, just, uh, just very briefly, having watched the first two and a half hours of the sprawling documentary, I'm surprised people are liking it as much as they are because it is watching a band create, which is often a halting stop and start. It's not trying and trying, trying process. Have you done it myself? It's not always interesting if it's your own band and your own music. No, and it's frustrating. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you this, a, a couple of thoughts, um, uh, most prominently, uh, every functioning team, everybody has a decent idea of their roles. Uh, you know, maybe the best uh, metaphors in basketball, even though the NBA is dead to me. Um, and as a team evolves, sometimes the role player who's supposed to set up the great players for shots gets better and better at making shots. And, and his role no longer suits him. And that's George Harrison, clearly. He just needed a bigger platform. He left the Beatles and released a triple album. I think that's one sign of that. The other, the main impression um, I had was, number one, you had 
four very, very good creative uh, people, uh, one of whom happened to be a towering musical genius, and that's Paul McCartney. Uh, John Lennon, hell of a good songwriter, player, singer, the rest of it. Paul McCartney's a friggin' musical genius. Um, and, and the other thing was, they had so many outside pressures, so many, cause they're trying to simultaneously produce a TV special, a new album, uh, you know, and they're coming up with these songs on the fly with cameras in their faces and people saying, do you have a minute to talk about the, uh, the set, the set ideas as they're trying to like write, uh, let it be. And, uh, the fact that they could create it all in that atmosphere is amazing to me. And you saw all the agendas, all the push and pull, the various, you know, producers and directors and, and record company people and all, it all wanted a piece. It all had their priorities. And oh my God, that just the stress of it had to be ridiculous. Their hair's too long. Bearded damn hippies. Um, uh, commenting on their look, though, just because it was 1969, is that right? 1970, Correct. something like that? 69, um, yeah. Everybody's so skinny. Okay. And I mean, I know rock stars are skinny oftentimes because they're doing drugs and everything like it, but everybody's skinny. Everybody's girlfriend, everybody, the producers, just everybody's skinny because everybody yeah. was skinny back then. Isn't that something? Yeah. Yeah, what is it? Hormones in the water? Nobody mm-hmm. knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the other thing is, even uh, geniuses have a hard time communicating sometimes, and it was frustrating at times to watch, because I'd think, no, 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 you're not addressing what he's asking you. If, if you two would just stop, and he would just take a second to explain, but oh, no, now they're mad at each other. <laughs> it's universal. It's, I would have never guessed that a 19-hour or whatever it is documentary about making one album would be so popular, but man, lots and lots of people are watching it. It's a huge hit. Yeah, it's just the humanity of it, I think. Uh, China's up to no good, which is no surprise, among other things. Coming up. Armstrong and Getty.